0: okay uh this
1: is an episode we've been looking forward to for a long time um we are joined by the uh, system of system guys uh we have adam lehrer and uh and uh ben. I, i'm just gonna call him ben and uh um, system of a system uh, how you guys doing
0: hey thank you so much for having us
1: yeah thanks so much
0: guys this is gonna be great yeah
1: yeah i no. so everybody everybody go check out their podcast um i believe uh you guys have it linked in your guys' bio correct on twitter which we yep. will put patreon.com
0: slash system of systems perfect
1: so we'll put that in the episode notes um you guys twitter handles will be on the video screen as well so um yeah lots of stuff to get to so i'm gonna jump right into it um I'm gonna start with Ben here. Ben, uh, originally oh when I reached out to you a while back about about coming on, it was it was about like small business kind of discourse where uh, you'd see. Uh, I I thought this was kind of like a. I, I'm kind of new to the whole leftist Twitter kind of thing, and and mm-hmm. I kind of thought we were all in agreement on <laughs> uh, <laughs> where to. Who who's the bad guy, right? Like that. Who's the who's the bad guy? And yeah. um, there there was a, a couple pieces that were written. Um, I don't know exactly who by that, like small businesses are getting just crushed by COVID. And yeah. there were a lot of like leftoid people going, yeah, good. Like, <laughs> like that, that's. Yeah. That's what we should do, um, and and you know, start yeah, bring yeah. out the, the 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 kulak, all those words that I I don't even know what those mean. But um, anyways, like yeah, like Tom's pool supplies is is, is a kulak, you know? What right? I mean? like, yeah. So sure. Um, and and uh, you had some interesting stuff on on Twitter. I won't, I won't put the actual tweets up because there's people in there. I don't want to give them any any clout uh, for that. But but um, I'm of the thinking that like, hey, I would rather have smaller businesses that you could then. I guess consolidate or or whatever, rather than like, hey, let's nationalize Amazon. I mean, did you want to just right. riff on that real fast? Yeah, I mean, it it, it all kind of has to do with this uh,
2: this notion. I think that a lot of kind of leftoids, or I I like to use the the term Marxoids, because it's nice. more specific. Like, um, <laughs> like that they they kind of are obsessed with, which is like the notion that. Um, I think it partially has to do with like cultural signifiers, right? Because the small businessman is known as the petty tyrant, right? He's like, oh, the the evil guy who will, you know, uh, uh, you know, cut you short every, you know, uh, every chance he can get, and you know, the, the the bigger kind of capitalist is seen as like, oh, he's like he, uh, he's more intelligent as to how the, how to run the company or whatever. So he's going to always give you uh, your kind of deserved chair, even though he's, you know, exploiting you just like uh, the small business guys, right. But um their like their conception, I think of like, <laughs> like how they want to get to socialism is so fucking warped. Oh. Because I mean, a lot of the sentiments I was seeing in my replies for like the uh, 48 hours were those kind of tweets blew up and that was really in the discourse was like oh you know if um if amazon has all of the power if it's consolidated the entirety of the market it'll be so much easier to nationalize right because like all we need to do you know is is is, is to just seize you know jeff bezos's um means of production right and then just incorporate it into the state apparatus it's like well i mean a like for one uh what the fuck like how how the fuck are you going to uh come up with a politically salient movement that's going to challenge Jeff Bezos's power if he already owns and controls everything <laughs> like how like how you're just making it easier for him um to kind of expand his his fucking empire and also like um I think Marek the the, the co-host of the good old boys podcast yeah. pointed this out which is a really good point it's like do you want to be fighting like um 100 baby sized horses or one horse sized baby. Like that's kind yeah. of the, uh, that's kind of the, the bottom line here. So, I mean, um, I won't get too much into the weeds of like what I think about small businesses personally. Cause I, I, you know, I, I don't think that like the, the small business model is the ideal way to like organize society or e- the economy or whatever. But, um, I just don't see this, uh, kind of marxoid accelerationist frame of oh mm-hmm. you know if we hand over everything to Jeff Bezos uh we'll get socialism that way like i i just i i think it's pretty vile actually and i think small businesses have um like much more value as like kind of communitarian structures than like a faceless kind of Amazon monolith does <laughs> yeah, we, yeah,
0: i know.
3: think we 100% agree on this yeah both yeah. of us 100% agree
2: go ahead
0: yeah well I think it's funny because the small business thing has been like the primary thing that people on Twitter have used to discredit uh, Ben and I recently. And (laughs) partly it's like to be expected because, you know, we're like this sub underground podcast with like a very kind of parasocial relationship with the people who listen to it. So, you know, in that, it's it's likely that people are gonna start like becoming our whatever, our antagonists or our right. critics or whatever, which is yeah. fine. But I'm what, what bothers me about the whole thing, and I'm always like, I always like to point out that there obviously is a critique to be made of small businesses, the closeness between the workers and the bosses, the sort of warping of the exploitative nature of that relationship. But then at the same time, these people who claim to be like, oh, I think Karl Marx was fucking right about everything. They're not even getting that critique right. Because Karl Marx yeah. even cl- even said that uh, petty bourgeois small business owners are a fluid class in that they, unlike the owners and unlike the workers, they don't share a universal interest in the same way, in the same politics and there he even said or prophesized, or theorized that there would come a time when big capital would monopolize small business out and basically make it extinct. Well, here we are, that fucking time has come. So, you know, yeah. So he's like, so basically you can have this, you can have a petty bourgeois small business owner be folded into a more radical or uh, like a revolutionary workers movement, or at least align their interests with their workers, or they can also get folded into the bourgeoisie. So that's like what he actually said. So like uh, the whole like got you, oh, you're not a Marxist, which honestly I could give a
1: fuck. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. People think Same. that
0: I'm uh, like, like, uh, <laughs> like a super orthodox Marxist or not. Like I, I do adhere mostly to a Marxist analysis but a lot of this is so kind of rooted in just like, like they like the the like they've taken on our analysis is mostly correct. The left is basically functioning as a reactionary movement, um, propaganda movement for the bourgeoisie, but they're also still gatekeeping for the left. Like, oh, there's a real left out there, and I don't yeah. give a fuck. I don't think there is. There is nothing no. left. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Uh, you're not gonna get me with that, Ben. And I are just, you know, we're not even like political scientists. Both of us are writers and artists, so it's like yeah. we're just kind of responding to things in the way that we see them, from the way that we understand them. So the whole like, got you, bitch. You're not a Marxist. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. And
1: yeah, this I will segues... surrender. I will surrender happily. To yeah. That exactly. Yeah. 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 And
3: this segues perfectly into what I wanted to ask about because we're we're fucking dumb bros we're not theory you know we've maybe read like a lick of marks you know we're so we're like looking at all all this from the outside kind of i I don't know how to describe it but the way i see the marxoids i love that term it's kind of (laughs) kind of like kind of like a jazz bro that learns a charlie parker song or the whole catalog note for note and then gets mad at like fusion or something thinking that charlie parker today would be doing yeah. the same shit he does back, right? Is that a good analogy, you think? And where no, these guys perfect. are so so tunnel-visioned into this Marxist thing, where Marx wouldn't be Marx today. Well, he would a, on some fundamental levels, but he would have a totally different analysis of big tech and different things, right? I think yeah, it'd be without a lot more question. nuanced. And, yeah. 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 So um, talk about, yeah, like just more broadly, the the what you think of today's Marxist left, Marxoid left, and how that, <laughs> how that kind of how that kind of obfuscates the the things we need to do and and again it ties into that small business discourse i think
2: yeah, I mean, I can I can just jump in and say that I think the uh, kind of Marxoid left um, as it exists, not as it aspires. This is something I always always talk about that I want to hammer yeah. into people's heads because you can be the perfect revolutionary. You can you can say that you're the perfect revolutionary. You can LARP as the perfect revolutionary, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a revolutionary movement, you're not doing revolution, right? Correct. It's it's lifestyle, right? I think yeah. Marxism as it exists is a subculture really I mean it's a way for people to find like-minded individuals online or in person to talk to and to kind of vent about political analysis right but like I think it's not really doing politics because doing politics you have to have some leverage over the world around you you have to be exercising some power and control right and so I mean I think like um, like Marxism as it exists is mostly just uh, a lifestyle and like <laughs> like yeah. I think really um, the analysis is useful like by all means like um, uh, Marty M- McMarty made this point that like he you know he's like I, I accept certain things about Marxism because I think they're incredibly valuable for analysis like the understanding of class contradictions and class composition but i throw the rest of it out because it's not useful anymore like um i don't think that uh like i mean personally like i think this has kind of been proven like uh like industrial capitalism didn't end in socialism right it didn't proceed to socialism it proceeded to post-industrial capitalism or whatever you want to call it like uh neoliberalism or like i'm i'm fond of the term actually neo or techno feudalism because you know this like kind of like technological consolidation of the market is leading to a new kind of feudalism and many people are talking about this um but Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a lifestyle more than anything. And I don't blame people for wanting to like fit in somewhere, but they should be, they should be honest with the stakes of what they're doing and the role that they play. Because most of these people are Extremely delusional. Like they're either in like a little they're either in like a little like Trotskyist cult where they read theory like 13 hours a day and discuss it, you know, <laughs> yeah, very deeply, yeah. or like left communist, whatever, or they're oh. like Maoists like um trying to infiltrate the labor movement and getting like, you know, like uh like voted out by workers who are like we don't we don't like yeah. we don't want a, yeah. a, a, a
1: revolution, we want like higher wages, like we just want to live like a yeah. decent life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you if you brought that into my company. Where I work in like a blue blue collar thing, they would be like, yeah, there'd be there'd be slurs. I'm just saying, yeah, it would be like, yeah, Yeah. what the fuck? Like they're just like, okay, so get to the point. You know what I mean? Like why why do we have to? They they're still caught up in the aesthetic of it too. I I still aesthetic of all of it.
0: Yeah, um yeah, and like a couple points here. I remember, you know, because I I mostly adhere to like. Um, a left comm analysis, like if I was going to square myself into yeah. any ideology, but I don't do it anymore just for like, I don't want to fucking engage people about what all, any of these things mean. But like another thing that drives me nuts about the super rigid Marx orthodox, uh, orthodoxists is like they're acting like we all know hundred percent what this shit means. And as if Marxism itself hasn't been the subject of like, almost two centuries worth of debate um,
1: yeah.
0: By, yeah. by the people that adhere to it. And, you know, there's actually a, a piece by, I mean, I'm, I, this is not an endorsement, but I just read the piece and thought it was interesting by Moldbug. <laughs> and as many as many things as uh, that, there, there are certain, some certainly things in Moldbug's work that I find a bit confusing, if not, Uh, repugnant from my own like petty bourgeois morality but he made the case in this piece that today not only is socialism fake but capitalism is also fake and then he kind of explains the way that capital is accumulated now like none of it makes any sense it's not just like the simple extraction of surplus value from labor anymore Mm -hmm. it involves all these sorts of like metaphysics just like you know, the, the actual value of like stock prices and shit makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So with everything so kind of confusing and or like liquid as a Zygmunt Bauman would call it, I think it's helpful to just remain a little loose in how you think about and how you perceive and analyze the things that are happening around you. And of course, like Karl Marx is to this day, the best critic of capitalism. There's no doubt about it. And like, you know, and for that, we should forever take his work seriously, talk about it, discuss it. But it's also important to be open to the idea that there might not be things, you know, a century and a half down the line that Karl Marx could have foreseen Yeah, the way that value is now accumulated often is like you know very sort of abstract abstract yes sign value baudrillard so
1: a little bit of egg god (laughs) in here i was gonna say that's what i was literally talking about that last week Uh, like uh, a couple episodes ago no uh, exactly Mm -hmm. perfect no yeah yeah but um, yeah, Cy, why don't you uh, uh, talk to Adam about his piece, uh, the American greatness piece? Because I know. Yeah, I, know had I loved that.
3: On- I loved the the well, I love the piece. And again, it's Thank a you. lot of it's over my head. You, both of you are more eloquent and intelligent than. Uh, I'm gonna pull than, it up right than, here so people can see, I, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so again, a little bit was over my head, and I I definitely did not know like 80 percent of the guys you talked about in this article. <laughs> but I think I got the the gist of it, and especially when you're talking about the um how I, the left is just functioning as shock troops for the left side of capital mm-hmm. and how the left can't allow people like Angela Nagel or Amy Teresi or or even Michael Tracy to to kind of ex- express their opinions which are oftentimes right on the money right oh, uh, oh yeah yeah and, totally and um so yeah and just get it, get into uh, what this was about, and also just the backlash,
1: especially we yeah, kind of got killed, man. I was looking yes. at the quote. I was looking at the quote tweets on like the net because I'm like, oh, this is cool. Let me check. And this I was out. Looking... yeah. And then, and and then yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't even horrible. like.
0: I didn't Dude, even look at any of yeah, the probably a good move. <laughs> people were saying about it. No, that's but...
3: that's good. And but again, everyone like 80% of the people are just calling you a retard, which is again, that's our, that's our word of choice on this pod, but no, you know, not for stuff that's not, you know, that's like a compliment, right? For, a, yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah, no yeah, critique yeah. no but, um, critique um, of anything. No criti- yeah. yeah, no critique. And um, again, we don't want to get into like, t- you know, specific Twitter beef per se, but I think it, I think it exposes a lot that they can't even see like just, yeah. Like just the shock troop thing that you talked about. That's, that's completely uncontroversial to anyone with eyes this, this last year. <laughs> right. But yeah. they, they just, they, they think it's like some huge, attack on their ideology or something or they think it's not oh either. yeah so, yeah but go ahead yeah
0: well um you know the title wasn't my choice it's uh, no. a little more lordy than i would have intended but i did want to clarify that like yeah the I, definition
3: of reactionary right was a, yeah a yeah yeah. People. yeah yeah
0: yeah because like you know, a lot of people think reactionary and they're immediately going to think of fascism or whatever. They hate
1: that word. They hate it. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I'm more interested in, like, the broader historical idea of what uh, reactionary means, which is just, like, deeply skeptical of a liberalization of society and a reform and maybe a sort of nostalgia for a system that came before it. And, you know, the one thing that I saw that people were, like... uh, pining on as I opened with Amy's tweet, but I don't care what they fucking, like that was like, Amy's tweet was the thing that got me thinking about this because I had known that Karl Marx and Engels were of course very, uh, they're huge fans and great admirers of Balzac. Um, And, you know, I didn't think about that before, but it makes much more sense to me now, you know, Karl Marx was basically criticizing a lot of the bourgeois socialists and reformers of his time. And even though these quote unquote reactionaries, but, you know, I, I, D.C. Miller, actually him and I have talked a little bit on email because he was, I got fired from a job over the summer for showing support to him. So him and I correspond sometimes. And he wants to clarify that he considers himself a quote surrealist of the right. So maybe I would just throw that out there (laughs) that he kind of rejects the term reactionary. But basically I wanted to, you know, come at it this way that these guys don't agree that, you know, they're not going to be supporters of the working class overthrowing the bourgeoisie. But in their rejection of the current system, it's like visceral, the visceral rejection of, the political economic order as it is now and balzac for instance the reason he hated the reason he hated capitalism so much and he basically wanted to restore like a noble aristocracy tethered to land and people is that capital and bourgeois society empowered the most spineless conformist kind of managerial pieces of shit yeah and like that's only gotten so much more extreme now. Like they're like, think about who the billion, think about who the billionaires are. There isn't one fucking, like not one of these guys could like, um, you know, prevent themselves from getting their ass kicked in like a bar fight, you know? Right, yeah, yeah.
3: It's just uh-huh. like
0: nerds who have no regard for anything other than domination of the markets. So guys like like DC Miller was incredibly important to me in developing my critique of how in neoliberalism and late capitalism, all art and culture has basically been folded into the left side of capital as a very sort of disciplined propaganda mechanism. He's been talking about this shit for years, way longer than I have. And, And then Nick Land, and Nick Land, everybody should read. I mean, he influenced people on the left, Mark Fisher, Coda Ashan, and people on the right. Because you said it should s- be a
3: it should be a literary experience reading Nick Land, for, yeah. foremost, right? Yeah. Yes, like that. exactly. Because yeah, like,
0: because nice. um, Nick Land writes in a style that's very sort of like trans. Like his book on Bataille, for instance, it's a very interesting work of literary criticism and philosophy because he's basically trying to like fuse himself or like commune with bataille himself like become one with bataille it's a very interesting way to write and then welbeck who the fuck doesn't like michelle welbeck i'm sorry (laughs) like like uh he's one of the greatest literary artists of the last fucking 25 years how is anyone a like, I don't even know what people were so offended by with this piece, but
1: that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. I don't know yeah. why. Is it just and cause I, it's you? Is it cause it's you or is it? Probably. Like is I, it, I, is it cause I, I Amy, Amy's name was in the first paragraph? I, I, I really, no, think... that's
3: what, well, they, what they were saying was uh, that you were comparing, uh, Balzac to Amy Ter- Teresi or and they were saying yeah. that you were like equating the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's—I didn't get that from the piece. And
2: uh, but Amy, anyway, I, Amy what? only comes up at the beginning. She doesn't like—he doesn't yeah, 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 talk yeah,
3: about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The I just t- cite yeah, her tweet as a way to describe Launchpad. Yeah. 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 Like that yeah. was like how the idea came. Like it's not like yeah. Amy Therese is the Anorte Balzac yeah, yeah. of our time. That's how banging her Twitter is. Like, <laughs> just her Pepe,
1: her little Pepe picture yeah. at the top. <laughs> and, uh, the, the piece, yeah. But I, I mean, wanted, and, uh, Yeah
0: yeah uh, no yeah, but go
3: ahead. But no that and this will be the end of my spiel with this but yeah the two pieces I, that i really liked from you were the one we just talked about and the and it, they're connected too and the the arts moral fetish one where you t- yeah. bring it into the art world how there's no radical art anymore or comedy or music and 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 how it ties into the trump era how i remember in the when right when he first got voted in and i was thinking to myself is like is this going to create some crazy like revolutionary art or some crazy like music and that just didn't happen. Right. Yeah. It's, Same shit right. Ever, yeah. it's everything is so corralled. And so, like you said, it's just functioned as like a neoliberal propaganda tool more than right. anything now. And yeah. Yeah. And is that going to be, is that going to change in the next four to eight years? You know, just to look at it from a political time frame. Uh, well, that's
0: my ultimate goal is to create this space from which some sort of dissenting dissenting, aesthetic or some sort of dissenting consensus can form alongside this. And obviously I do have friends and collaborators and stuff that of course we're all talking about this in like in whatever DMS and texts and whatnot, but there are still very few people willing to say it out loud and God bless that magazine Sasura. Like after I had been basically totally kicked out of art, literary, and music media, they, they totally gave me a, a new platform to get back. Cause that's, I mean, at root, I'm a, uh, an art critic and a art historian. Yeah. So, but basically, you know, the problem is, as I see it, is that the cultural hegemony has internalized and regurgitated and uh, leftist aesthetics, cultural aesthetics. Yeah. Intersectionality, for instance, has like become the, the dominant ideology of like the corporate HR, yeah, sort it's of orthodoxy. Culture. Like,
2: there's no, yeah. there's no escaping. Like, if you are going to talk to a musician or an artist or a filmmaker nowadays, there's inevitably going to be some mention of like Kimberly Crenshaw's like uh, her frame of intersectionality. Like, there's sure. literally no right, escaping. Right, right, <laughs> right,
1: Robin DiAngelo, right. yeah, a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, and <laughs> yeah. and and what happens is is you know, it's not like, it's not abnormal that like the art world or the institutions of the culture industries have like a very close relationship with finance capital. It's pretty much yeah. always been that way. Mm, but yeah. the, but, but, but the phenomenon of all artists, not just like your big sort of like blue chip people, but basically everyone trying to get a foothold in the universe. And is, the
3: schools and everything, right? The, all the, of institutions. it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And Um, Like, they have lost sight of, like, there's a whole disciplinary sort of ideology to ensure that people do stay within a certain window of expression. I mean, you'll be ostracized if you even question the idea that, like, Judith Butler, whoever, is anything less than, like, an infallible genius, and... And with that you have artists who are, you know, they've basically made anti-Trumpism the only kind of expression of like radical politics in the art world. So ultimately we have like, you know, and you can even see this in how the way protests are going, like pink pussy hat, like this transgressive, Mm -hmm. this sort of transgressive expression at the service of Hillary Clinton losing the fucking nomination. (laughs) Hope I don't get killed
1: for this. Everyone's going to hate this. It's like, you will not get killed for that. Yeah. yeah. It
0: almost almost fits in with like Mark Fisher and capitalist realism and, and all this kind of thing that the most people can imagine, the most that their creative energy can be directed towards politically is the left side of capital, the other party and its... And its owners and the security state taking power again for four years. You know, there's no sort of like imagining a world beyond it. There's no questioning, like, because at this moment, right now, especially, Black Lives Matter should be exposed as an NGO apparatus that is fully dedicated to the mystification of realpolitik on behalf of the bourgeoisie. But Black Lives Matter was just ranked by Art News or something as the most important person. Like, they, yeah, they called yeah. the movement the most important person. You know, in, corporations in are people art. too, I don't.
2: Yeah, Corporations yeah. are people too. There yeah. you go. Like
0: that,
3: that's person, what it is. Yeah, time person of the year, healthcare workers with like the masks <laughs> yeah. all fucked up on the, <laughs> Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's like it. a particularly anarchic form of libertarianism. Mm-hmm. And at the, I, I do get sick of like, Cause I feel like, oh shit, am I just becoming like, you know, the critic of cancel culture, but I hope people understand that I'm trying to go a little bit deeper than that and understand the dynamics. Yeah. Because like, you know, I'm writing this, I just finished uh, this other piece on these artists that I think are amazing also for Sisura. But at the same time, I end up having like a little tidbits here and there about these ideological underpinnings because you just can't escape it. It's just constant and it keeps happening
3: yeah
1: yeah that's no, great I, I, it's exactly especially especially right now with what with, with what's happening like uh i and uh-huh. i feel bad not bringing it up because it's like that wasn't going to be what we talked about this week really at all but it happened oh, uh go. was the, was the capital i mean the stuff that happened oh in the God. Capitol. <laughs> it, like yeah. so let me i gotta ask ben ben what is your just your rough take on like <laughs> what happened did they cops let him in did the, did the, i mean you know what i'm saying what what do you mm. think happened what was or was it was it overthrowing the government
2: yeah you know. <laughs> well, I know I mean I can say something with certainty that the whole kind of uh, push by Silicon Valley to uh, to kind of categorize this as a coup or an insurrection. <sighs> uh or i i even object to the word mob because this was this wasn't like just a mob they had a political intent they had a specific political intent which was to um interrupt congress from from uh you know certifying the like whatever you think about that intent there was an intent there it wasn't just like yeah you know like ah like just like yeah 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 yeah. so um but i i do like I mean, one thing we know is that it was not a coup or an insurrection because it I mean, categorically, just like definitionally, it's not like if you know the definition of an insurrection or a coup, it's it's not either of those things. And um, I just find I mean, like the the whole cope of the left was that, oh, these people um Uh, You know, they're white, right? So they don't, uh, they're not considered by the mainstream media and the kind of white supremacist um, establishment to be. Like uh, criminals or whatever, they're just protesters, right? There was a meme of you know Peter Griffin with the the race, like the the cop is holding up the race card, right, right, right. Get
1: some new memes. (laughs) I know, (laughs) yeah, I know.
2: And but the thing is, they were they were calling it a riot, they were calling it an insurrection, and a coup. People died. So people died. Yeah, five people died. And um, like I'm not gonna say I don't know certainly if it's a psyop or not. I'm not gonna say that it was orchestrated by the Democrats. Or orchestrated by the kind of, um, you know, the swamp, the the neo-lib cons, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I will say though that it certainly played into their hands. If it wasn't a, if it wasn't an intentional kind of um, inside job or whatever, it certainly benefited them um, wholesale because a they uh, started uh, uh, a kind of drive to to basically um, censor and and kind of. Um, uh, like limit the, the avenues of information through which Trump and Trump supporters and anybody considered to be even tangentially like associated with the so-called insurrectionaries for them to communicate with the public at all. Like what's going on, what's been going on in the past 24 hours has actually been kind of unprecedented in a sense, I, like in a very, scary. it's yeah. In a very scary way. Like, um, you know, like, uh, like imagine, um, like the, just the transparency of this blows my fucking mind because a private corporation, right, exercises the power to um silence the the sitting president of the United States um uh for uh, a breach of their own kind of uh terms of service, right? This is the primary mode of communication that he has with the public, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to like if you recognize the uh the role and the the kind of um the responsibilities and and, uh, duties that the president has, this is one of the fundamental ones, like clear and transparent communication with the public. Obviously, he has other means of doing it, but this is the most um, kind of approachable way for most people. I think it's the place where he probably has the most like active listeners and followers, right? This is the president of the United States. He's the most powerful person in the history of the world, right? So um, you'd think that it would be a little bit concerning to the kind of liberals and the Marxoids and the leftoids that um, this private corporation is is exercising this previously unforeseen power. This is something that's been rolled out suddenly. It's been rolled out um, basically without warning. It's been rolled out Um, In a way that was meant to be a kind of political and ideological bludgeon to basically tell anybody who had qualms or questions about the so called um, uh, free and fair elections that just happened in November, anybody who had qualms about and this is not me being MAGA I'm just saying like if you didn't pay attention to those uh, there was certainly something fishy about them. Like um,
3: 100%. Yeah.
2: Like I, I I don't, I'm not even coming to any conclusions about it. I quite frankly, I'm not well read on the subject. I haven't really been following all of the details and the developments, but, um, like there was something fucking fishy about, like, they, they don't just stop counting votes at 8 PM on a Tuesday after an, like, it's just like, (laughs) right. So, you know, yeah. yeah.
3: Shout outs to, Class Redux Killer, who was calling this super early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it was spot and, on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had four. I had, I think, like three or four things. I'll probably forget half of them on this whole thing that happened. That I'd love to hear your guys' takes on all you guys. Um Number one is like I kind of reject the notion that that Trump is inciting violence with his Twitter per se, Obviously. right? Compared yeah. to that, that's the excuse they use. They, they're. It's a. They wanted. They wanted this to happen. They wanted. They wanted an excuse to do this, right? And I read every one of his tweets, and I'm like, you know, it's like it's it's whatever, you know. It's it's so no, dumb. it's awesome. I yeah, fucking yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. yeah,
2: I miss it's, it bad
3: already. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. No, he, he,
1: he the yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: can we acknowledge that this is the greatest poster of all time that they just killed? ever? Like, oh, it's
1: yeah. so sad. Well, that's retire why, like, Jersey, a, yeah, <laughs> it's right. When they well, made it's why, when like, they made Michael Jordan retire from gambling in 1996, that's what happened this yeah. is what they did trump will be back in for you no i'm kidding yeah but, <laughs> but also uh, yeah. The,
0: I like, whole, um, okay yeah that's why like anti-trump art and comedy and shit sucks so much is trump is like an infinitely better he's better, better. Yeah. better yeah. They all yeah. Are. yeah so it all kind of fails and you're and you're
3: as a as a creator an artist you're always on your back foot when you're trying to like defend against some irony bro or some like some like trump tweet and you're just like actually that's bad and that's not a Creative right. space to come from, right? You know? It's right. A, yeah. Yeah. Well he has but kind all, of like yeah.
0: a Lenny Bruce thing about him. Yeah. The way that he's so <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But also yeah. the just the the again, you said the left cope of the fact that and you know, we have we all have different critiques of Bernie Sanders' campaign, both in sixteen and twenty, but the fact that it did get stolen from him by the dnc undemocratically yes. and we did nothing about it. the left did nothing about it basically yeah. we're just yeah. like oh we, shucks yeah. like you know and, yeah. and it's like and then we and then we see like like just these these MAGA bros just like pop off randomly yeah on just one, they're just like let's do it and like we're like oh fuck we're i thought we were the revolution it's you know? chad like, shit. Yeah. it's chad shit. You have yeah to, you have yeah to admit. Not defending yeah. it, not saying it's like, you know, well thought out or anything, but just the just the energy of it is there. When right, don't have right. That, it's right? an
0: authentic expression of alienation and a refusal to be cucked. At the same yes. time, it lacks sort of like the coherent analysis or like thank
1: you. Right. Or
0: or like institutional backing mm-hmm. one would need to actually make any dents. Mm-hmm. But I do think this whole thing is incredibly useful for outlining some of the contradictions. Yeah. So the same motherfuckers who will tweet abolish the white patriarchal <laughs> colonial state are now blowing their loads over the Capitol building being oh. stormed and like, oh, <laughs> so- how dare they? Yeah, the Polo- dude, the
3: Pelosi feet on desk guy is like that guy. That guy's getting like ten years or something. Probably. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. For,
0: it's like if anyone anyway, that is so rad. <laughs> so yeah. like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, that's, and then. Yeah. And then the same people <laughs> who say abolish the police are like mad that the police didn't shoot everybody on yeah. the spot and are justifying the death yeah. of some like regular woman who wasn't even acting out violently. I
2: mean, not only justifying, did you see Charlotte climbers? Fucking- yeah. I, oh, yeah, want to, I just yeah, want to comment on yeah. this oh. because, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. This, that was the okay, best. Okay. yeah Yeah. oh my god with the crown
1: with the tiara or the crown on in the picture (laughs) so i'm blocked so i had to see a screenshot but it's it's,
2: yeah because i used folks
1: wrong in a tweet but Uh yeah yeah, that's a uh, whole story but yeah yeah, go on yeah that's yeah but yeah climber psychopath oh my god
2: i I was just gonna say you know charlotte climber was like oh uh you know this woman she knew what she was doing she deserved her death anybody mourning her is you know uh uh you know being senseless because you know at the end of the day like why would you have sympathy for somebody who's overtly marked? Marching for a white supremacist blah 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 blah, blah. right and she like yeah. imagine just like imagine god imagine if one of us tweeted the same thing about like george floyd right. or any one of these like <laughs> yeah. I, I i i happen to yeah. think that so execution by the state is wrong <laughs> whoever fucking gets i'm prim- prim- it. on that belief I
3: have, a, I have a hard line in the sand yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's not malleable like it is for these people like where it, it's it's yeah. so it's so weird and and you'll see the people say the the false equivalencies look at standing rock you had such first off obama did that so yeah all yeah second off off, that was for like big capital i'm sorry it's Uh way different we're talking about like putting you know reservations and all that kind of stuff this was just like an act of like okay let's not pretend that it wasn't provoked it was totally provoked it was years of just media slamming all that kind of stuff anything trump says is wrong all that we knew that was going to happen Now I I truly do think that the police let them in and and like- Yeah, probably. They let the, I, I had to. Like, yeah. oh, I saw somebody yeah. a tweet. I, I don't remember the guy's name. It was a great tweet. He was just like, one thing America's really good at security and police. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. <one> thing, like <laughs> It's not. Yeah. yeah. When you see a bunch of guys wearing like catchers gear from like their uh, little league and Pepe shields and stuff, like, right. yeah, they're going to they're going to uh, swarm around. Yeah. So I think what it was was like, you know, I, I do a lot of sports metaphors, but um, it's like it's like a screen pass in the NFL where you let you let all the blockers come in and you're like, oh, no, the play's done. And then you just throw it right over their head. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and, right, and then right, all right. of a sudden, oh, shit, it's done. So now yeah. there's been consent manufactured and I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I don't know why I'm always shocked when the and left at, is like, well, and they're going to be so close so surveillance. Time. Yeah. And they love the <laughs> surveillance part of it. Oh yeah. Twitter's oh, a private yeah. company. I thought you didn't like private company.
2: This, it? it always reverts back to a kind of vulgar libertarianism with the left. That's one thing that it, it, it's always, it's always a, a return, a reversion to the mean, right? They always come back to their roots, Fuck, which is this yes. kind of like, uh, you know, Oh, this, you know, Trump should have known the consequences of what he was doing. He was implicitly agreeing to the terms of service laid out by the private company. It's like, okay, then the other flip side of that, the other side of the coin is that you believe that a private company has the right to uh, relegate and to uh, determine who and who cannot say certain things in an ostensibly public sphere. And that's what I'm getting at out of this. Like, aren't you the guys who are supposed to be about abolishing capital and about abolishing uh, private yeah. corporations and private ownership of the means of production? Straight it's up. The dumb- it is the dumbest yeah. line the of fuck? argument. It is the dumbest <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah, and
3: I got, is- um, Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking because, well, I. I rem- The Hillary Clinton State Department, for instance, like it had pretty much one singular goal, which was to stymie and silence sort of any kind of populist uprising anywhere around the world, whether it was left or right, it was to put down populist movements with imperial violence and enforce American global capital. And you see these tactics happening inside the U.S. now, which is basically why you can it's an easy way to understand why sort of uh, fascism or like uh, in like um, at home terrorism or whatever has largely superseded Islamic terrorism as the the ideological basis for reactionary security state measures like like fascism is now the specter that the status quo uses to protect itself from its own dissent, mm. And that is what I kind of view the Capitol building reaction as is the final nail in the coffin of these populist uprisings we've had and since 2015. Bernie and the left are fucking cowards who are ultimately at the service of the left side of Capitol anyways. They were easy. Just say Bernie's like, whatever an anti-semite that he hates women and there you go the movement's done corbin
1: Corbin, the same thing that's
0: it (laughs) same thing and then but but trump voters are a bit more idiosyncratic and they're definitely Mm. not going to fucking listen to any of the narratives that are shoved down their throats in culture so what you have to do i like to i like to i'm working on this thing that i'm writing but i call these things like microcosmic death spectacles which is these like little brutalities or violences or outcries, whatever, that are then, they're sort of like very small in the grand scope scheme of things, but they're magnified to drown out everything else. So it becomes a huge smoke screen that you direct all your attention to. And that's That's clearly what this is, you know, it's like a couple hundred people outside the Capitol building, pissed off, also kind of having a good time, it looked like, (laughs) and, And then that's reported and regurgitated as sickening violence. So there you go. You've discredited the Trump movement once and for all. And I think this one will actually stick. And I think they're also going to use it to discredit holly going forward but i am yeah. oh sure. yeah no nope. what? what was Discreted it public was uh, josh, josh holly yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah didn't
1: yeah. the penguin what was it penguin or who just got bought simon yeah. they yeah, just yeah. got bought by was it amazon or something they got bought by google some big mm. company i want to say i maybe i'm mm. wrong but they got bought by that and then josh howley's not allowed to publish his book in it now oh, which is yeah. hilarious wow. because how yep. did Trump start? By the way, like Trump started by the way, where everybody feared him. It was like, oh, we can't have this. That's gonna right. yeah. put way yeah. more people. They keep making the same mistake <laughs> over and hit over the again. Running, yeah. You can deplatform the person. You can't deplatform the thought. You can't. Whole, yeah. If you don't yeah. change anything else, like it's so dumb.
3: It's so dumb. And on on the deplatforming thing, the whole thing they did with Trump, which is obviously taking a ball the discussion right now and for good reason. But the thing that caught me more off guard was. Th- they took the parlor app off the Google and Apple yeah. play stores, you know, immediately like they had it ready to go, which is way scarier for me than, than just banning one guy, even if he is right. Trump or whatever. Cause that's, that's huge. That's like, that's like, they had that ready to go, like Kamala drafted it up or something. And they, it oh, was sure. a collab right. and they, and that, um, yeah, and it's just nuts. And it, it's, and yeah, just sorry not to go back on the whole, Argument of like it's a private corporation thing that is so dumb to me because because it's first of all it's not you know and all the leftists now their cope is saying we got to nationalize Twitter (laughs) some like leftist kind of which is so dumb it's like. It it if, if it functionally is nationalized in the sense that it's yeah. just an NSA front at this point, yeah. right? Right. right? No, this and is yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no,
2: no. I was just gonna say like uh no actually no, I'll let you finish. This is kind of something well, I they, wanted to yeah, yeah.
3: Well they say they say that it's just there's it's so trite. All their little all the conclusions that the leftoids come to is like, yeah. you know, we got a nationalized Twitter and it's a private corporation just so dumb i remember that being like an extreme right wing talking point when i was growing up right Right, right. it's a private corporation (laughs) and yeah i don't know it's just so it's so crazy and the inciting violence thing which is like the whole like we have to protect hate speech which is of course ambiguous and can be used in any deliberately ambiguous. yeah yeah. and the one other thing is that that we kind of alluded to before briefly with like standing rock and everything is that and they have a point here is that they're like well leftists get banned all the time for the dumbest shit for saying you're for saying like a saying like, you know, Bezos should be, decapitated or whatever right so therefore <laughs> so therefore i'm happy that it happened to trump which is kind. Of, that's not really the that's not the thing that i think they think and you can is, literally you know, say i yeah. want to
1: kill trump and you might get a netflix special so yes yeah. 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 <laughs> it's probably not even will. the same exactly yeah
2: i mean like yeah. what what all of this is pointing to and i think i mean this might sound hyperbolic now but i honestly don't think it's going to be in like a year from now <laughs> is the emergence of a real one-party state. Like right oh. now, the GOP, if you look at the GOP, the state of it right now, I just saw a video of Lindsey Graham walking through an airport and getting harassed and screamed at by Trump supporters um for not you know pushing back hard enough against the like yeah. the the whole uh Biden certification, right? And this is like this is the end of the Republican Party as we know it. I genuinely think that because the Democrats now, what they control the the, the House, the Senate. Um, and the presidency um, you know de facto already like they're already trying to they're, they're trying to impeach Trump with like 11 days or 10 days left or whatever right so um, you know this is like this is the emergence of a kind of one-party state I genuinely believe that and basically all of the kind of emergent um, power uh, like centers um, which is you know Silicon Valley and uh, the kind of like you um, the, the, the kind of like online kind of retailer giants like Amazon and whatnot, um, they're, you know, just lined up behind the kind of Democratic Party consensus, like progressive, like progressive neoliberalism is a salient political force. Like identity politics is not just a, a identity thing. It's not just a rhetorical thing. It's not just a culture war thing. It's a political tool it's not like these things, uh, they serve as a kind of material kind of, uh, bludgeon against, um, solidarity, uh, with, you know, between working class people and even just between people who don't want to be, uh, kind of dominated by the kind of, you know, uh, liberal kind of, uh, surveillance therapeutic state. Right. Like, um, like, they are kind of a salient political force. And like, my point is when it comes to the kind of left-wing analysis of the so-called like capital uprising or whatever, is that, you know, they were like, oh, these people aren't working class, they're petty bougie, right? And I'm like, it really doesn't matter. Because like the the so-called like petty bourgeois tyrants, and I'm sure there had to have been working class people there. I mean, you yeah. don't you don't you're not, not just like it's not solely yeah. Yeah. like it's not yeah. solely boat dealers and dealer. ski do dealers, right? Yeah, like Top um yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks to them for that whole like fucking psyop yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah, but
2: like yeah. my point is that um like the the kind of petty bush tyrants and the working class people of the Trump coalition are already a politically salient force. They have organizational capabilities like we've already seen and they have a political movement. They've stormed the fucking capital for Christ's sakes, right? Yeah. So why the hell wouldn't so-called class first Marxists and like workerist leftists take advantage of their anger at Absolutely. progressive neoliberalism and channel it yeah. into some kind of electoral coalition? Yeah, because fascism. fascism, right. Cause, it's because yeah. they, they yeah.
0: are, oh, sorry, go ahead, man.
2: No, no, no. I was just going to say, that's exactly it. Like, the, like, uh, there is already a coalition of economically disenfranchised and politically precarious people. The lefties are just too afraid to go near near them because they don't want to, uh, they don't have the correct, you know, cultural and aesthetic predispositions that the left has already married itself to. Like, if you're going to do a working class movement from from the way I understand it, like it won't even matter what these people's social beliefs are. The fact is that, yeah, they're angry at the system. They're angry at the elites. They're angry at, at, you know, you could call it the capitalist Bourgeois order. I'm honestly not a fan of that. It's just the system. It's the elites. We all know what you're referring to by saying that, right? I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, it just. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, think, think, about yeah. think about it. Think about it
0: like th- uh Think about it like this. I mean, you have. A- how do. How does the DSA people respond to any kind of critique? Point, point of are privilege. you saving the world privilege. right now? Point of privilege, yeah. Adam, Adam,
1: Adam. Point, <laughs> yeah. point of yeah. privilege, Adam, yeah, that's too loud. Uh, that's, yeah. the, uh, yeah. I'm so glad we brought up the DSA. Yeah. Yeah. I actually
3: wanted to hear, I want to hear Adam's thoughts on the DSA because I, I love Go it, off. please. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I ended up doing back and forth with some of these guys and I try yeah. not to be too cruel on the internet, but Same. they make it really fucking oh. hard <laughs> yeah. because it's they bad. neutralize any criticism with like, what are you doing to save the world right now? Like things you yeah. couldn't possibly respond to and not feel like an idiot. Like, what do you, what, how yeah. does that have anything to do with it? Or
3: start, start your own organization, right? Is exactly. Whole-
0: <laughs> and then they never ask the question of why, like, when you're actually throwing ideas out there that are a challenge to a bourgeois state the bourgeois state doesn't respond by putting you on the fucking cover of Time Magazine.
1: <laughs> and if it does, it's
0: because it's trying to neutralize whatever we kind of radical it, yeah. energy you yeah. have in your analysis. So so you have, you know, like um, Amy, for instance, they're mm. saying she's an idiot. She's not saying anything correct. She's getting her Twitter taken down every five fucking weeks. So clearly yeah. Yeah. it's it's hitting home the state responds with either brutality or, or silencing. Rosa Luxemburg got her fucking brains blown out. Yeah. Antonio Gramsci got thrown in a fucking jail. Yeah. Fred so, Hampton
1: killed in his Fred, sleep. Yeah. yeah, at 21. Yeah, buying housing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Housing. The, yeah. yeah. And
0: <laughs> when I think of these yeah. people, like the fact that Fred Hampton, who I admire a My lot. Favorite.
1: My favorite. Yeah, me up. too.
0: Yeah. And like they've taken his, energy, his aesthetic, his sort of like, not his politics, but maybe his kind of like libidinal appeal. And then Black Lives Matter has basically fused that with like uh, a sort of neoliberal, neoliberal political economic disposition and anything that was actually emancipatory or had any sort of energy uh, for real kind of radical politics is Totally subsumed into the cultural hegemony. And this is why I tweeted the other day, like, you know, for the last, like the last couple, like a lot of people will come at Ben and I and be like, um, there's you know, there's a real left. This is the shit that I used to do, like during the Bernie days. No, no, no. They're just they're they're (laughs) dumbasses. They don't know, they don't know, they're just woke, they're just woke libs or whatever. But they're all libs. You know, they're they're all and what we're seeing. Uh, last couple days is how true that is, because here is this chance to take a step back and analyze things from a sort of um, neutral perspective, because you know, you should, if if you don't, if you're a leftist, you don't care about the Capitol building. Here's a, a real sort of uh, opportunity to analyze these class dynamics, but instead they all kind of fuel the overarching propaganda narrative and at yeah. this point because of that even though I still like what I, yeah sure in like any kind of political economic sense I'd probably be squared on the left if not like at the the farthest whatever but the left itself air quotes who fucking cares it's dead it doesn't exist and yes. whatever it calls itself whatever the left is or whatever it calls itself is a disciplinary ideology of the ruling elite in neoliberalism. So, why would I waste my fucking uh, brain capacity trying to save something that can't be saved? It's like you're just kind of like, it's like you're fetishizing a name or like something that made you feel good, or as Ben yeah. said, like <clears throat> an identitarian marker. But if you really want to understand politics right now, divorce yourself from this shit. Like, just- yes be outside of it. We're not going to yeah. lead a revolution anytime soon. So try and understand these dynamics as they're happening only through that right. someday. Yeah. And that's the only thing that staves off nihilism for me because I get accused of nihilism a lot, but I just think right now is not the time to propose, to propose like um, ideas for how we're gonna deal with this stuff. Cause I think that's all just snake oil. But yes. I do think we can. I think the most healthy thing you can do now is just sit back, as Gijek says, sit back and think. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you got to change. We have we
1: have to undergo as a society like an entire yeah. mental change, like before yeah. any of this stuff happens. Like, like, and and I don't know, Adam. That sounds pretty post left to me. All that stuff. You're <laughs> what do yeah. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yeah no, I, I, because I, I yeah. the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, uh, um, because I think this could get uh, kind of interesting too, is, is the I don't even know I say the guy's name was it Carl Carl what the Beige Bezier. Beta Beta yeah Beta <laughs> yeah Carl, Carl Beta <laughs> So um no he he had a essay I, I if you want to call it that honestly I thought this guy I've never read his writing before it sucks like it's like, you know, like, no like it's like like you know I just and I'm saying it, even if I agreed with what he was saying like, it, it's, it reads, well like yeah, yeah, exactly. it's it's just yeah. like not like cheap propaganda yeah it's like yeah i was like okay whatever you know i mean I, and, and and that's i'm not even trying to dump on his like writing style too much but if you're gonna say this shit and be wrong like yeah maybe i will but yeah uh, he says what yeah. is the post left right and uh you know i the, to me he you know he took off the deadlifting gloves and said you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna write this piece today take down the post left um and and all it is is just like they're republicans that's what the piece right. is. They're, they're Republicans, right. and which isn't, yeah, which yeah. isn't true. We're not, we're, like, I mean, I'm not, I still have the same <laughs> economics that I did a couple of years ago. I didn't change yeah. that. I still want the same things that a lot of these people do. But it, yeah. it's just, like, such a, like, a bad faith, um, not no pun intended, but, like, a bad faith uh, argument for, for what he's trying to say. <laughs> and, like, you know, I, I don't know. Have you guys read this? Yeah, yeah I, I read mean, it. I mean, I it mean, it only takes, it, right. like, four minutes yeah. to read. <laughs> that's, that's what, what I mean. Sort of <laughs> fair. Yeah, it's, like, and, and, and the whole Thing of him is like it's nothing, but it's something. It's nothing, like right. they suck, Yeah, yeah, it's nothing, the f- yeah, but it's something. And, <laughs> and the end, yeah, the end and of and you. I just want to read before. <laughs> before we get into it. The last, like this whole thing, he's saying like they love Tucker Carlson. They don't like any crystal ball. They don't like any of these people. They love Tucker Carlson though. Oh my gosh, they call everybody else sheep herders and stuff. And the last <laughs> sentence of it is just fantastic to me. It says, for now, this is more of an annoyance for socialists than a significant threat. But if any of the oligarchs ever decide to write an impulsive check. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh the US's is <laughs> chronically pinched marxists are going to have a pinched. fight on our hands so um <laughs> real, real fast for anybody who's not plugged in to uh like we have some listeners that are just kind of casually into politics they don't actually know so there's the left right which they have it as like bernie bros right that's kind of what they right. like they think yeah. of it as is bernie bros and, and and all that but never since bernie lost my i I'm, i don't come i wasn't on twitter for a long time i don't know any of this kind of stuff for me i was like okay we gotta try something else you know what i mean this didn't work right it was obviously mm-hmm. taken it yep. was a pretty damn good effort and and it was taken um the left went to like aoc right after and shit like yep. that and <laughs> yeah. she's over here saying oh. google play censor, like she's yeah, doing all that yeah, kind yeah. of cool. stuff um what it, what give me a couple of your thoughts, uh, uh, Adam or mm. Ben, whichever, whichever one wants to go first on this for, uh, post left stuff. Mm. I mean, I'll, I'll just say that, uh, like, and I, I,
2: I mean, I fuck, I hate saying this. I tweeted about this a couple of days ago. I hate like referring, like, I hate referring to the fact that I even have a Twitter account in the first yeah, that's place. Okay. It's the that's... cringiest fucking thing. No, no. But I tweeted about this a couple of days ago. I said like, the post left is not if you're going to uh, categorize somebody by a label that they didn't come up with themselves, mm. then it's just a, a means by which you uh, kind of uh, cheaply uh, throw out their ideas. Right. Because uh, none of us, I don't know, except for Edwin Aponte, he kind of put the post left thing at the top of the bellows yeah, header the bellos, for yeah. like a week. And then he was like, oh, shit, what have I done? Right. But um like I don't know of anybody who identifies as a post-leftist it's not no. an organization it's not a uh, even an ideological thing it's not uh like a political project it's just a bunch of people who happen to have been bunched together by right. the left who uh the left are kind of angry at because they don't conform to um uh, any of their kind of um cultural or political, or they don't conform to even some of their cultural and political kind of predispositions, right? So, I mean, like I said, like you have everybody who are quote-unquote under the post-left umbrella. And I know this because I interact with them every day. You have everybody from like Catholic distributists to like um, like uh, economic nationalists to like even right-wing guys. You have uh, uh, like really staunch Marxists. You have kind of left communists. So this isn't even Uh, uh, a political project. It's not even an ideological project. We have nothing in common, really, except for a critique of the left. That's the only thing that all of us have in common in the so-called post-left. And that's why they want to discredit us. Because at the end of the day, they see somebody who are really not that far removed from them in some ways. Like, honestly, I would be fine with a leftist candidate if they were actually committed to a working class kind of cause right but it, the fact is none of them exist so you have to you look know. elsewhere right now right as
3: we all were like a year ago with yeah, Bernie yeah. you know it's I, basically I, yeah. yeah it's like
2: uh-huh. yeah i i volunteered for bernie in fucking march like i feel like a retard for that but it's like <laughs> uh, like this is not like i like i really uh, like okay i mean the post left thing i don't like identify as such i don't know anybody who sincerely no. does at this point no. in time it's not a coherent ideological project and what carl bejer um is doing is that he's saying that, oh, look at these kind of disparate group of writers and thinkers. And um, I don't know, just Twitter personalities, really. Like if you look at A.O. Cummies like he doesn't really post about politics, but he's still considered like a post leftist. No, Drew is the working class candidate. (laughs) Drew Drew is the working class
1: candidate. No, (laughs) we're going to rally. That's what I thought we were doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, um, but Like, like, it's not, uh, it's not a political thing. So at the end of the day, what Carl Bezier has to do is he has to uh, uh, kind of invent this specter for the left to rail against, right? Because uh, he sees a a kind of ideological challenge, right? People who are saying, no, like, you're wrong, and you're dumb. And, uh, you know, like, much of what you believe is just patently false and hasn't been proven by reality um so you have to invent a kind of uh easy and um kind of easily discreditable group to uh rail against right and that's what he's done basically with that article and but he's right about one thing which is like like where else are you going to get money like where else like all of the jacobinites all of the intercept guys they're funded by like pierre omidyar who um he's a billionaire but he he's kind of like a progressive billionaire right and then like um you know like right-wing guys who i don't know if even even referred to any but like yeah obviously right-wing guys are going to write for a right-wing journal like why the fuck not Um, And they're obviously going to be funded by the Claremont Institute or the Kochs or whatever. Right. And I'm not saying those guys are post left at all. They're not even in this sphere. They're neocons. Right. But like you're going to, I'm sorry. You're like, you're like, I would happily write for like, you know, like Adam just did like Chris Buskirk's American Greatness because Chris Buskirk didn't make you cut anything out. Like you were yep. able to, you were able to express yourself as you wanted. You didn't have to conform to his ideological yeah, Glenn Greenwald. And Chris Glenn Busford, Greenwald has to go yeah. on Tucker
1: Carlson to, to, to yeah, talk exactly. about anything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, because he's he's yeah. deviating from the Pierre Omidyar intercept God, yeah. line, right? So um, I'm sorry, like we're all inscribed like by the system of capital. There is no true communist. All of the communists are writing for publications that are funded by yeah. progressive billionaires and all yeah. of the conservatives are
1: and writing doxing, for doxing people at, at Capitol yeah. buildings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking and kidding me. And at the me. same time, exactly. yeah.
0: <laughs> at the same time, Busker paid me. Better than I've ever. Hello, hello. And his... that's why Carl mentioned him.
2: That's why
1: him. He's jealous. Yeah, he's, he's, but, yeah. he does the work
2: for yeah. free, as Adam says. He's he does it for free.
0: He writes yeah. his Jacobin articles for twelve dollars a pop. All right, yeah. man, you're angry. And don't you're get funny. me wrong. I'm like I've written I've written things for free, especially like in the art world, because there's no fucking money in any <laughs> yeah, of those facts. places. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like averse to that. If you're trying to just get some ideas out there, but the way I approached that whole thing was like, oh, here's an opportunity, like, you know, here's an opportunity to build a bridge with people who might immediately just have like a, a ver- like a visceral, kind of guttural aversion to Marxism yeah. or whatever. And, and here's an opportunity to be like, no, we're not all fucking crazy, goddamn AOC worshiping DSA morons. Yeah. You know, there are people who are trying to think about politics and culture more coherently. And like Ben said, um, like I don't, I I recently also published a thing for like a more sort of like left-leaning magazine and my piece got chopped up like a bunch, Damn. which is fine, but it yeah. didn't, it, it, I felt like it didn't even sound like me. So at yeah. least Buskirk, and I think Buskirk too is also kind of like generally an esthete who loves writing. So he's Yuck. like more open to just like, letting you see, like like, like, making a, an attempt to hear what you're trying to say or whatever. Mm. Uh, post left. Okay, so I've never claimed it, but you know, we are, like, I don't wanna deny the fact that we're all sort of like collaborators and friends on sure, the internet, sure, yeah. sure, like that's definitely true. Yeah. But as far, fo- like, but there's so much like, ideological, like, uh, fluctuations in sort of the people that have been like, like thrown into this kind of thing. I mean, one of Ben and I's friends from the Contain podcast, he, he like is like a Trump supporter who thinks Trump is the most authentic expression of Marxism. You have Amy who's <laughs> like, who's like a more, she's pretty much like a strict left com. And then you have more kind of like reformist So stems, but like, we're all sort of, like, cause it's, it really is. Once you see it, you just can't fucking unsee it. Correct. Like once exactly. you understand that the left is part of this like vast patronage pipeline that serves a very specific function of like, it's almost like whipping the votes and the support of people who might be temperamentally inclined to reject a two party or a bourgeois state, but the left at the last moment is like, Democrats are evil. Joe Biden's a reactionary fucking brain dead moron. Also vote for him. yeah, like, you that have is to. kind yeah. of like, yeah. And yeah. that's kind of like how the disciplinarian uh, measures of that work. And I don't know, I think what we're doing as like a collective or whatever is interesting. I think we're all kind of producing good work. And like we were talking about before, if people calling me a moron on the internet, I wouldn't be pleased with my work if it wasn't triggering people's sort of yeah. visceral reactions and rage like that. That's that's the point of what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's what art. That's what literature. That's what theory should do is rewire the fucking brain and challenge the person and good. I'm challenging the people that I want to challenge. And I hope if, if like one out of a 100 reads that is like, oh, I don't think Adam's a fascist. I actually think this guy's uh decent <laughs> whatever yeah. like yeah or thinking about things in an interesting way then it's worth it let the rest of them say what they will
1: do you yeah. think you're stri- do you think you're striking a nerve a little bit with that adam like sometimes where people uh, deny it like at first but you can tell maybe you you might have you might have yeah i don't know it's like to me like seeing themselves in an unflattering angle like if i take a picture of myself and i'm like fuck that sucks you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. that's not a good angle this <laughs> looks like shit i look like shit or something you know like but then I might be like, yeah, eh, delete that picture, you know, or just something like that. Do you think course. it's more so of, do you think that there's maybe, do you think maybe these people aren't exactly rejecting it as more so they're just mad that they saw it?
0: They're projecting, Yeah, you know, you it, yeah. it hurts to come face to face with something that means something to you. And I'm empathetic to that to an extent, you know, <laughs> to I mean, I got swept up into the Bernie thing. And I, I still, to this day, think it was an important thing to support, sure. even though in retrospect, it, It seems like ridiculous that we ever thought like a bourgeois state would have bent to the will of a socialist president. That's just not how this shit works. But it was still worth supporting in that, it was worth supporting in that Bernie was sort of like rejecting intersectionalism and bringing class analysis back to mainstream discourse. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I fought for that for a few years, even if I feel a little taken in by the whole thing. But this is just people, you know it it means a lot to them their politics i get and they just don't want to they're just having a visceral reaction to being confronted with their own ideological limitations yeah
2: i mean at the end of the day like um back to the whole like the left understanding the left as it exists not as it aspires right because as they exist the only utility they have for their kind of patrons and the reason why they're allowed to be kind of out in the open kind of as forthright as they are is because they always come back to the Democrat plantation at the end of the day. Like if they didn't, the only leverage that they have, the only usefulness that they have to um, not the only usefulness, but like one of the aspects that they're useful to the kind of like progressive elites is that they do pull the lever for Joe Biden and they can be, um, you know, counted on to do so, you know, like, um, Bashkar Sankara was writing New York Times op-eds that said, we'll accept Biden readily because Trump is a fascist, right? (laughs) You know, Nathan J. Robinson was saying, you know, pushing, right, he was, he's the worst offender, but I'm sorry, like, the, you know, like, true Leninist types are not that different from those people, like, at the end of the day, it's, it's really not that, like, these people aren't all that removed, and the reason they're allowed to have so much Kind of a mainstream representation is because they serve a useful purpose for the progressive elites otherwise they'd be censored like the trump guys are (laughs) exactly i
3: I wanted to ask you guys something uh and i'm willing to change my mind on this or whatever because because i've been thinking i've seen a lot of our like twitter sphere let's talk about like say like the kyle kolinsky's and the crystal balls and like those types who are for sure Mm -hmm. rad rad libs like i don't doubt that Mm -hmm. i don't i know who they are but is there any um is there any usefulness in them because they will be like i'm not gonna vote for biden like Klinsky was like I, i'm not gonna vote for biden or this whole mm-hmm. for, force the vote thing he's like yeah fuck aoc like they are in that circle but they they do function as like pretty strong critiques of that and i'm not saying that there's something that they're not but is there is there any like usefulness in that you know what i'm saying from like the broader mainstream what people call the left like are they helping people get on wake up within this system basically and i've I've seen both arguments for both i kind of um, lean towards defending them in that context but again mm-hmm. i'm willing to change my mind on this and maybe i'm just i, think, rambling, I don't know but yeah
0: i think yeah. whatever usefulness they had has sort of outlived itself mm-hmm. I think Outlived during. <laughs> yeah, I um. Sorry. I <laughs> um. I think I think you know during a Sanders presidential campaign to have like some sort of propaganda media apparatus out there to dispel like the nonstop smears that that man was faced with was useful, but yeah. I think like I think a better example, and I know people get upset because he tragically passed away this year. But Michael Brooks, and I I want to say this as like, I think Michael Brooks was a very, I mean, I corresponded with him a little bit, just a really lovely guy and smart. Yeah. And he was, I think, towards the end, shifting in his politics. And I think he was trying to, you know, challenge sort of race reductionism, et cetera. Yeah. but at the same time he has someone like ben dixon on his show all day yeah, yeah yeah so is he there's this thing is he forcing in a marxist class analysis into this reductive media sphere or is he legitimizing the reductive critiques of someone like ben dixon with like a light marxist analysis and i'm not sure mm-hmm. yeah. which one is true but I am at the point now like I think that these people like the more idiosyncratic sort of left celebrities I think they're at a point now where they just legitimize the whole thing as a structure because there's yeah. a limitation to where it's always like I won't vote for the Democrats I'm a the but the leftists are Democrats yeah, and yeah. you're still propagandizing for them constantly yeah yeah yeah,
1: mm. yeah and 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 mm. what's just getting to the post-left thing like I because we're Cy si and I are a bit different like we we where where I was was I got into Twitter because we were gonna start this podcast um like earlier this year and I really got into like that field of Twitter like the leftoids and I, I couldn't sort them out and I mm-hmm. liked a lot of stuff from other from yeah different people I've been following CRK for like three years yeah, you know yeah. What I mean wow. like no yeah, just yeah. just like I, and even he you know he was never he wasn't the way he is now you know what right, I mean? Right. But yeah. but I, I just I was like, I like what this guy's saying. But then I might like something that a critic of him might say, you know, I'm not <clears> of <throat> him about him. I'm just saying, like, they might have a different thing where I'm like, hey, I kind of like that, too. But the the thing I found was interesting was we him and I are not allowed to have certain takes on the left. That's yeah, what I, right, that was, right. what was that. Was, and it's getting back to like, oh, Greenwald's got to go on Carlson to say what he to actually right. speak his mind. And it's kind of that that wait, like him and I are like legit covid truthers.
0: Like I and yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you
1: are not allowed to be on the left. That's the yeah. that's the thing. You're not allowed to be. You're considered a murderer and all that stuff. The same, it's right. liberal talking points, first of all, like yeah. like that, that are yeah. used against you. Um, right. and and like we're not too big on like COVID vaccine and like whatever. I'm just saying, like, yeah, when I got to the whatever this post-left thing is, whatever that realm of Twitter is, I was allowed to have that take.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't need yeah. everyone
1: uh-huh. to agree with me, but they might have disagreed hey, yeah. and said, ta- allowed to have yeah. the take
3: and still be friends and yeah. friendly right. with the people you disagree with. So let with, me be me. Huge. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah. Anything
1: that lets me be me, I can work within that. That theme, Yeah. You know? You know like, no, I, I, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think
2: one thing that I admire about the kind of like, Uh, 2000s anti-globalization left is that they saw the kind of Koch brothers kind of consensus for what it was, the kind of neocon consensus for what it was, which was kind of this horrifying, like, um, kind of, you know, uh, big oil military industrial complex conglomerate of people who were um, basically, uh, like, uh, forcing, uh, like, uh, a lot of, you know, billions and billions of dollars to to, to, to shape people's opinions in the kind of public uh, mind, the public sphere. Right. And one thing that um, I think is worth preserving is, yeah, like the Koch brothers are still around. Neoconservatism is still a force, even though it's not as powerful as it was maybe 10 years ago. Now, when we're talking about the left, we have to have the exact same analysis of it. We have to have the understanding that, um, the left the kind of so-called like eco um the the the, the kind of like you know climate um uh yeah. you know climate uh what do you call it like activist kind of spheres yeah. are yeah. also financed by massive nonprofits, and sometimes you yeah. know even you know like um fucking like i don't know solar panel like uh manufacturers and stuff like all everybody has like economic interest into the kind of ideas they want to put into the public sphere, especially those with money and power. Right. And so at the end of the day, like, I think the value of somebody like, Kolinsky, I think maybe Crystal Ball less so because she's been kind of proven to be a little bit more careerist. Like five yeah, years okay. ago, she was like a Hillary kind of Democrat, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But somebody with Kolinsky, like, yeah, I I probably agree with him like seventy percent of the time. Like yeah. he, you know, I've been listening to him for years. He was the first person. I yeah, started it's a good intro. To. It's a good intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If You don't and know like anything. Twenty. Yeah. in like 2013, I was like, uh, you know, young impressionable kid. I was like, holy cow, this guy makes a lot of fucking sense. Right. He got me into all of this. Right. But at the same time, like, I think, um, we have to like understand these people, um, by like the degree of separation they have to the power centers and, you know, somebody like, uh, Kyle Kalinske and, and Crystal Ball. Like I'm not saying they are kind of in the TYT orbit, but they still are loosely affiliated, sure. right? Um, you know, somebody like Anna Kasperian regularly kind of um, you know, like like uh like you know, goes on their show and whatnot, all of sure. this kind of thing, this overlap, right? And so I think like Yeah, that like you can you can agree with them, like by all means. And that's one thing that I really like about our sphere, whatever, like, like you guys were saying, like, there is a a strong commitment to kind of freedom of speech and expression and thought, and a real kind of emphasis on generative thinking, like, we're not using old ideological dogmas, we're trying to push for a new kind of understanding. And one thing that I think is really necessary is that kind of Greenwald Carlson uh, kind of overlap, that kind of syncretism, right? Like I'm really a fan of this idea of syncretism, where you take two disparate ideological things and blend them together and see how it plays out, because we do need something generative. Like I'm, I don't know, I I, like I find a lot of use in somebody like Kalinski's analysis, but when I kind of look deeper i find that like the degree of separation he has from the kind of left as an institution as a uh, kind of force in the kind of um hegemony manufacturing sphere is not that far like he affiliates with them, yeah and i can very pedestrian yeah yeah i can agree with a lot of what he's saying with also like uh, you know and also recognize that he plays a role for them and he um you know he does his job and at the end of the day like yeah, like he, he's not that all, you know, all that far removed. But what I am interested in is a kind of syncretism, like a weird kind of crossover between dissident right and dissident left, and yeah. seeing where we can go with that. Like, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not, this is not some kind of third positionist fascist appeal. Okay, yeah. people are going to be like, oh, this is, this is what fascism was all about, <laughs> sure. right? No, yeah. but like just like look beyond like ideological boundaries and barriers that these people put up like just look beyond that and try to think of something um that kind of challenges the 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 hegemony of both like you know emerging progressive let left but also um old kind of neoconservative right and you'll find some interesting stuff
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think there's a really easy way to kind of illustrate this dynamic here what is the most heinous abuse of power and corruption against freedom of expression and thought these days. Well, clearly, it's the Kafkaesque treatment of Julian Assange waiting for extradition. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Who are the only mainstream institutionalized media figures, certainly on the right and to a less extent on the left, talking about the fucking disgusting thing mm-hmm. that is happening to Julian Assange right fucking now. It's Tucker Carlson and it's yep. fucking Glenn Greenwald. Yep. So meanwhile, and this is what's so scary about the left is I would say like 90% of them are people who just like watch the Young Turks and shit. Like yeah. Not, yeah. as far as like the young <laughs> left, Jank Uger and Anna Kasparian were on their fucking show. I I, I I've been yeah. watching Jimmy Dore recently because I think yeah. he's like Fantastic. doing something strategically yeah. interesting. He's, he's yeah. based. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was showing a clip of Jenk. Uh, And Anna talking, like, basically regurgitating security state propaganda about Assange's political allegiances. And and
3: AOC, the same thing, the exact same thing. I mean, mean,
0: this is this is Uh very like this is as disturbing as anything, because this should be something any sort of left political project committed to emancipation of the fucking people should be like uniting behind a free Assange. Campaign right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's really like something symbolic. That's, that what, we I that's what I yeah. thought it was. That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought. Yeah. When I
1: jumped in, I was like, cool, we're anti-authoritarian. We're pro-free yeah. speech. We're this, but we want health care. We want this. We want that. That's yeah. what I thought this was. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you yeah. get in there and they're like, the minute Bernie lost, <laughs> the yeah. minute yeah. Bernie lost. And I and I, and we, we started this podcast. We had like three listeners, dude, at the time. And, yeah, yeah. and, and some of them had <laughs> the same last name as me, I think. But yeah. like, the, the, <laughs> like, when it, when it happened, it, we saw, our first episode was Super Tuesday. And like Super mm, Tuesday, he got fucking killed you know what i mean yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. in my head and he was a little bit more optimistic i was kind of like dude it's done yeah. You know what i mean i was yeah, like yeah, you pulled me out yeah. he's, he's fucking torched like the the, yeah. they, the whole thing was the left you know and matt chrisman's going no they're they're not ready for this <laughs> they're they're gonna fucking do this and was gonna be like the wizard epi-
0: chrisman yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah this is like episode
1: thir- 39 of star trek and da, 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 when <laughs> yeah and so yeah. when, when that when that happened yeah. i was okay. like this is done okay this is done and then but i'm like okay what's next right what's next was jk rowling's transphobic i'm like yeah (laughs) i'm like like, jesus christ i'm like this is next you know what i mean i'm not i'm not saying that that's nothing i'm just saying like come on you know what i mean like we you're like you're saying there's literal like people who are basically protecting our liberties that are in jail like like just just you know assange and all that stuff and i don't know man like i thought that's what this was and i was that's probably naive of me i wasn't online for a long time so like i i didn't understand what that was but i was like man I'm not, yeah. I'm not so much post left as the left doesn't value what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. Like I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I could read Carl's thing and be like, all right, Carl, I'm ready to be on the left. And then I say what I, uh, what's on my mind. You're not on the left. left. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. What,
3: well, it's what Glenn Greenwald, he just sums it up. He's just, he's like, it's basically just a political realignment that's happening that everyone is yeah, ignoring yeah. or everyone in the, in the mainstream, uh, yeah. you know, kind of, is ignoring yeah i mean
2: um, yeah like to me anybody who calls the kind of like technocratic like uh surveillance state for what it is is a friend like i i really don't i don't care if they call themselves a fucking libertarian for christ's sake as long as we can as long as we can like agree on the very basic fact that like this is an erosion of like human freedom that's more palatable and that's more palatable to somebody like who doesn't know anything
1: that you can tell that to somebody be like hey this is what we want Okay, we want higher wages for where we want all this kind of stuff. We're going to try to seize the means of production. It might not happen, but we're going to yeah, fight for higher my, wages. Yeah. We're going to do right, that. Instead right, of just right. this fucking, here's Das capital fucking throw it at you. <laughs> right, right, uh, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. one of
2: the one of the things that I'm so kind of fucking tired of is the rejection uh, on the part of leftists, but also on the part of some ideological rightists, the annoying rejection of any kind of electoral politics or any kind of incrementalism, because these people are trying to play yeah. kind of uh, playpen revolutionaries, right? They, they want to be kind of like, oh you know like say all of the fiery incendiary things without any of the kind of costs that comes with that which is yeah. you know ordinary people start to lose interest because ordinary people don't want a fucking revolution they want uh, a decent life they, they, they just want higher wages they want healthcare. they want all these things right like uh, like and then they'd accuse me of essentializing ordinary people which i like i've gotten into some disagreements with people about this big time it's like No, like maybe uh, this kind of compulsive radicalism, this compulsive revolutionary thing, in fact, takes you further from power, takes you further from um, uh, good reception in the public eye, takes you further from ordinary people's interests, and maybe you can make a more reasoned appeal to people that um, does, uh, kind of meet them where they are rather than meet them where you want them to be. Right. Like, um, just like basic, like, I I know Malcolm Shayuna, he's brilliant about this. Like he's actually like, he's not like in power per se, but he works for a think tank that's affiliated with one of the kind of emerging parties in Sweden, a kind of non-denominational populist party. And he, like, he knows like what it means to have some kind of foothold in the state. And he's like, no, like, This is way more like simple and bureaucratic than you think, but it's also, um, you know, way easier than you think, right? Because the leftists have like, you know, they're trusting the plan, but they're trusting the plan of Das Kapital from 200, you know, well, not 200 years ago, but like, you know, 150 years ago. It's just, it's not going to work. Like, 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 look beyond that. Like, have a sense of like. Uh, perspective in the present day You, you don't need to be like I mean back to like what I was saying with the kind of like subcultural thing like they, they're are also escapists. They're they're ideological escapists. They live in a fantasy land where the Soviet Union still yeah. exists in the form <laughs> of China, in the form of fucking totalitarian uh, China. Uh, yeah. like, about like oh yeah. China, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, She, you know, Emperor She is base. It's like, no, dude, like, <laughs> you, you, you know, like you wouldn't be, even
0: be able to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah. excuse
1: me, you're, you're going to <laughs> jail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, Ben and I, Ben and I, sort of coined the. I mean, it's one of the things like that we're clearly kind of being like shitposty and jokey about, but like our haters will just instantly say we're we're morons for, for saying is our little, like, we describe our podcast ideology as data populism and, and we're referencing dataism of course, but really what I take that phrase to mean is a sort of, broad-based populism that embraces creativity that can stay loose that can respond to the world in real time and recontextualize it uh, and, and create some new ideas you know that's all we're fucking trying to do straight up yeah i also was thinking about something else about assange oh yeah uh just to throw this out there when I first started the show, and I, I I kind of consider the show starting when Ben came on because it like hadn't I, I started it a little before, but it hadn't really coalesced, and I I needed him as a it's tough. To it's tough it by work.
1: yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. tough.
0: Um, but the original kind of like concept of it was to explore this contradiction because you know I'm whatever I'm a hipster. Pe- what they say is true. I'm a hipster douchebag from the New York art world. <laughs> so, um, And I was exploring the contradiction between the fact that these people in the art world who all read Judith Butler and get like really kind of brain warped on intersectional theory and gender theory and shit. Also, were are calling Julian Assange the most, arguably one of the most courageous figures for truth and justice of mm. our lifetimes, they were calling him a fascist because he leaked true documents about <laughs> yeah. the DNC wow. stealing. <laughs> yeah. Just like stealing traitors people. at the
1: Capitol. And this week. And then, yeah.
0: and mm. then at the same time, <laughs> these people who will cancel anybody or just like destroy their lives and careers for saying something like, Oh, I think it's more important that I think people need a, a basic living standard, regardless of their race, more than they need symbolic representation in the media so the same people who were so hardcore about their like politics and I'm gonna fucking destroy anyone who I'm gonna destroy anyone who questions these ideas they were like during the primary they're like oh I love Buttigieg now I love Kamala like (laughs) they have they have no politics so that was kind of like what I was what I what I wanted to explore but the way it's evolved is I've I've come to understand that it's not just like intersectional libtardery that that goes there but it's it's the left as well and the left is like uh an equally part of that sort of top-down structure
1: absolutely yeah and yeah oh so, yeah that's, no, that's 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 great and yeah. uh no i i I mean, I think that's a good stopping point for us because uh, yeah. I I, don't, I could talk to you guys all day, but uh, just there's the, one. I have well, one thing ahead, I want to talk about
3: ahead. completely off topic from what we've talked about thus far. Uh, direct to Adam. One thing. One thing I feel connected with you on uh, that I had never heard this take before, and I was I think people were scared to have it. You and I both don't get musically Kamazi Washington. I was like, <laughs> I was I, saw you no, say I, about that. I, I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I do not. I I've tried. I've like I and everyone's like he's great, and I'm like. I just don't get it, man. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. Kamasi
0: like- Washington yeah. <laughs> is taking a very rich history. He, I mean, he's taking a, I mean, I, I used to be in the noise scene and there was some overlap with free jazz and shit like that. Yeah. So I love Albert Eiler and Sun Ra and yeah. Cornette. Or Gull- Sun Ra legend. Yeah yeah.
3: legend, yeah,
0: yeah. But Kamasi Washington is literally jazz made for arcade fire fans yeah. like those kind of <laughs> yeah. those like kind of college no wonder my mom it like, likes it yeah <laughs> it was like kind of uh like these college kids they're like college kids who like read pitchfork no, what they have to say yeah. seriously yeah and yeah. It, like it's not made for like people that are actually interested in experimental music or, or sound. yeah
2: no 100 yeah. percent. yeah i actually have like, like I have friends who are kind of going to college for jazz right now and they're obsessed with, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard of snarky puppy too. Like the yeah, whole kind yeah. of like yeah. ground up, like, you know, new fusion scene, right. All of these guys. Yeah. And like, it's like, you know, I, like, I can't say I hate the music per se, but I really don't like, there's nothing revolutionary there. It's a kind exactly. of like, it's like, like, it's like, t- Taking like all of their favorite elements from like I don't know like Latin music and Middle Eastern music uh and African music and just putting them together into like this like gentrified blob and yes, then like oh this is like new and cool it's like this is yeah. not new or cool at all like I don't know listen to like bitch's Brew if you want something genuinely yeah. kind uh-huh. of like transgressive yeah I don't know yeah, yeah. and Spain,
3: it's like some just yeah yeah stuff. something yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it's and I will say like I. I do think, cause like I know Kamasi Washington's part of like that L.A. circle that does include artists I do, do respect. Like you know, like there's Final Flylo's in there and Thundercat and stuff, oh, which yeah. I think are good. And same with Snarky Puppy. Like Corey Henry is one of my favorite. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Modern I Death. saw him live. Yeah. I saw
2: him his first show with um the Funk Apostles. I saw them in oh, 2015. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that was
3: that was before I knew knew about him too much. I think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just specifically Kamazi. I was and I saw you tweet that uh, and I was just like, I was like, I've never seen that take in the flesh, and I was
0: like, thank God, right? I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after I got fired from the quietest, I was like really ready to just say yeah, Let's go. That I yeah. thought about <laughs> shitty music. So. Broke the chains. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Man, well, I, I really Thank appreciate you guys. you guys coming by, man. Um, so yeah. uh go ahead, uh each of you plug everything you got going, Twitter handles, uh plug the podcast as well. Uh both of you guys, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I um yeah, so my handle is uh, at underscore self optimizer. Adam and I are the co-hosts of System of Systems, which you can listen to on Patreon and SoundCloud. And yeah, thank you guys so much for for having us. This was a, oh, it's fun. This man. is a yeah. real. Which I is gotta, a, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to get you. We'll have to get you guys on our podcast. I would love too. to. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, a. I'm a, I'm
0: a shameless self-promoter Say horror, it. so I it's gonna be 10 to go minutes out. do it i'm gonna i'm gonna narrow it down to i'm gonna narrow it down to a couple yeah. things but i do have like a shitload of projects right now yeah. anyways i got another essay coming out on the a croatian art duo called tarwuk which will be published on sisura magazine in the next couple of weeks um It'll also deal with themes of human extinction, which will be fun. And I am, I have a, I'm working on a book right now, which is due in May and I want to start generating some buzz there. So I there can go. spell out the first edition.
3: Yeah. Right on. Okay. Congrats. We'll come back,
1: come back on in May too. So, and, uh, and, and we'll for, when, when, once uh, when, or whenever that's getting ready, whenever you're doing the, uh, the tour, the public, you know, the yeah. PR tour for that. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a
0: tiny ass publishing company, whatever touring I do, it'll probably be on my own. I'm right on die, so. Sweet. yeah i mean hey yeah it
1: sounds good <laughs> yeah. all right um yeah and and well i guess for us uh if this is your first time listening to us if you're system of a system fan thanks for uh listening to us the first time i'm at glenn rockney he's at crypto psi that's crypto psi um this is at rare candy pod one um yeah no thanks again guys it was a great conversation
0: thank you so much yeah thank yeah, you yeah perfect yeah. all right guys